Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey, and I am the Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune, Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. We are coming to you. Well, I'm coming to you from Denver. Jay is in San Diego. I'm sure, Jay, partying in the streets. Maybe uh, maybe a parade already back there in San Diego. You know, there were there were planes flying overhead today. Oh, wait, that was just Miramar. That happens every uh, but, but I thought for a moment it might be some sort of celebration that already... It already started. I, I have not ventured downtown. I don't know if the, you know, if the gas lamp is out of control or, or you know, what it looks like at the beach or anything like that. But it's it's certainly been a uh, a big forty eight hours for the San Diego Padres and and everybody, from what I can tell, seems pretty excited. Wouldn't you say? I, I would. I mean, in, in, in all seriousness. Um... It, it was a, a pretty it was, it was pretty incredible 48 hours. I want to tell a story real quick. Um, at the very beginning, after the Trevor Rosenthal trade, and I don't usually talk about who I talk to because that's not something you do. Um, yeah. But I think anybody would assume that I at least am uh, reaching out to A.J. Preller uh, regularly as a part of my job. So I, I reach him on Saturday afternoon and thinking that I can get some information, you know, just about Rosenthal and, and – and, um, I have never heard a human being sound more out of it. I've never heard a person more tired or distracted or sounding as if he had 4,700 things on his mind. And that's what I thought at the time. And it turned out that is exactly what was happening. This guy, how he balances what he does is truly amazing. But the Padres sent away. 16 players over the course of the last 48 hours, or I guess it was 48 hours from the time we heard about the first trade at the time of the last trade, a little bit less than that, a little bit less than that, actually. Um, And they acquired 10 players. Uh, That includes two players to be named later going out, one player to be named later to going in. They will probably, within the next couple days, add four or five players to their major league roster. And as many as eight, I I think, maybe it's up to nine now, uh, could join them uh, by the postseason. They sent away three of their top 10 prospects, four of their top 11, and I believe seven of their top 30. That said, they did not lose any of their four top prospects, Mackenzie Gore, Luis Patino, C.J. Abrams, or Luis Capisano, who they basically vowed they would not trade. So all that is to say, all this movement, they get Mike Clevenger, one of you know the true, if not an ace-ace, if you say there's like, three aces in the game today, a true number one, a guy to put at the top of their rotation, a designated hitter, a starting catcher, a backup catcher, a uh, closer uh, caliber player and other bullpen pieces. And they did it without overspending in my opinion. Jay. Kevin, have you had any coffee today? Had to brother. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, everything you said makes a lot of sense. I mean, they needed a frontline starter and they got one. They needed help in the bullpen and they got some of that. They needed catchers who could hit the ball and they got at least one of those and maybe two. Jason Castro's history is better than his showing so far in the, you know, limited time of this, uh, of this season. Um, You know, they, they needed a, a, a frontline bat and they got one of those in terms of, of Mitch Moreland, the guy who hits all pitchers, but really hits right-handed pitchers. I mean, his, his splits are not, I, I don't know if I'd call them pronounced, but he has much better numbers against right-handers than left-handers. That gives the Padres a lot of guys who are 
Uh, I mean, this offense, it seems weird to say, well, they needed more offense. Uh, but as we saw over the weekend, the, the, you know, they did go seven innings at Coors Field uh, without scoring, ended up in that game with just three runs uh, against the Rockies, and that was the one loss so far in the uh, in the series. Um, and, you know, they got a couple other pieces as well. I mean, coming back, Greg Allen's a really good defensive player, not much of a bat, but a guy you can put in, uh, I, I want to say like a, a Travis Jankowski type to bring up a guy that was here recently, a guy that, you know, can go in and, and steal a base, uh, pinch run, play in the outfield, a very good, uh, very good outfielder. And, uh, you know, a couple pitchers that are, we'll see what happens with them. I mean, Taylor Williams have been pretty good this year until the uh, two outs in the ninth inning on Thursday or seventh inning, I guess it was on Thursday at, uh, at Petco uh, Austin Adams, you know, I'm not sure how far away he is from coming back, but he, he's got tremendous uh, strikeout numbers. So, you know, I, I just think it's, it's good. It's good for fans. It's good for everyone that's, you know, that follows this team, whether you're someone that watches every game and, you know, lives and dies with every result or anything like that. It's just good to have a team that's on the side as opposed to just, you know, dumping guys. Although someone said to me the other day, well, it's, you know, this, it's better than selling. And I said, well, selling sometimes works out okay and, and tweeted him a picture of Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, so, you know, Chris Paddock is another guy that came in that result. But where the Padres are now as a franchise, I think this is what they needed to do. Did they overpay maybe for a couple for a couple of these guys? Yeah, they might have. Uh, but on paper, at least, it doesn't look like they gave away anybody that is going to come back and really bite them. Or if it was, it was somebody maybe like a Gabriel Arias where you got a question, where was he going to play anyway? If they overpaid, it's because they had so much money in their wallet. And, yeah. and, and, we, and yeah. we all do that sometimes, and it's not always a bad decision. <laughs> they, had a lot of, uh, they had a lot of prospects to give up. They had an abundance of – look, Cal Quantrill is a loss, man. Uh, yeah, I agree. It is. I agree. But, but you, you know, the best trades are – are the ones that both teams can go, Hey, we got something here. It's not your, your team's not going to swindle everybody. And if they do, well, yeah, it probably... I mean, every trade is not Phil Nevin for Andy sheets or Tatis for James Shields or, you know, Chris Paddock for Fernando Rodney. You're not going to get that come down the road every, every time. And so uh, you're going to have to give up people and the Padres had to do that. I mean, some of these prospects are pretty highly regarded, but again, Arias, Owen Miller, not really a spot for them coming up uh, right. right away. You know, gave up Quantrill, but you've got other pitching. Gave up Cantillo, but again, you know, low A guy last year. But you've got you've got other pitchers as well. You know, gave up Munoz, who's coming. Um, you know, you assume he's going to come off Tommy John surgery well, but picked up a guy uh, like Adams that maybe helps you that helps you right away. So, I, you know, and some of the other guys, who knows what's going to happen with a guy like like Oliveri's or, or someone yeah. like that. But, but again, you didn't give up the guys at the top of the system and this system still has a lot of people in it. You know, you mentioned the top four, plus you got guys you drafted this year, uh, you know, that are, that are highly regarded. So I just think at this point in time with where the Padres are again, as a franchise, this was something I certainly didn't expect to see 26 players being moved, but expected a lot of moves and i think it's a it's a good thing and how they all turn out you know hey that's that's what we're here to find out 
one of the keys to this trade that tells you uh, how far they've come to is, you know, the Padres led, they might still, I don't know what games have gone on today, but as of last night when I was sitting here around midnight doing my newsletter, they, they led the league in OPS. All right. And they just coming off. Let's see. What is it? Is it five games in the last 11 or, or, or 13 that they've scored 10 runs or more? Uh, right. And that means two before they came to Coors Field. And they're, they're just doing some amazing things offensively. And you could say in the past, hey, good job, fellas. That's kind of the philosophy that a lot of people would have. Right. They're better than they used to be. Well, the mm-hmm. Padres said, no, we've got these two holes in our lineup at designated hitter and at catcher. And so they went out and they got players who are ranked among, I think, the top 50 in OPS in the league. Wow. That tells you the mentality that this general manager and these owners have right now. Now, let me ask you this, and I know you haven't had a chance, been obviously busy with so much other stuff, but is there any reason for people to, you know, to be concerned at this point with all the turnover. I mean, this is a team that's done very well so far. I mean, they they have the third, second most wins in the National League. Uh, I think the what the fourth best winning percentage, third or fourth best winning percentage in the uh, in the league. And you've just traded away a number. Not all obviously, all these guys didn't go off the big league roster, but you know, Hedges and Quantrill and Oliveres and Ty France, uh, Josh Naylor. I don't know. I probably missed a couple uh, that have gone off. The roster, and especially, I would say, a catcher, is there concern there in terms of of too much turnover at a point in the season where there's just not a lot of time left? If you're watching this right now, you can see I'm a little distracted, and it's because the Padres have announced the uh, formality, really, of uh, that they've added uh, Mitch Moreland, Jason Castro, and Austin Nola to the active roster for tonight. These are things that we expected. I, I, I said this morning that these guys were on their way, and uh, obviously. They don't have any catchers, so (laughs) they needed two catchers. And that kind of goes to your point here, Jay. So they're adding these new guys. So first off, you're bringing in uh, Mitch Moreland and Jason Castro, two guys that are universally thought to be really good veteran guys. You know, if you're not watching this, I just did air quotes. And um, I liked A.J. uh, Preller's quote just a little while ago on a Zoom conference call he did is, you know, we've thrown a lot at Jace Tingler, and a lot has been thrown at Jace Tingler over the last six months as a rookie manager. I think getting – four or five or six veteran good players is like the least of his worries, you know, Mm -hmm. comparing it to say COVID and, and, and and other things. The Padres have also, unlike when they remade the roster back in 2015 and you added Matt Kemp and Justin Upton and and, uh, James Shields to, you know, a younger, a younger uh, clubhouse without a real presence to it. This clubhouse is established. They don't suffer fools and they're having a great time and they want to win. And so like the guys who come in, I don't want to discount it, Jay. It's a huge thing. I mean, you just made over this team, including two new catchers. Uh, You took away some guys' friends. You took away Will Myers' best friend. Uh, You took everybody loved Ty France. But the fact is Eric Hosmer, Manny Machado, they want to win. And they realize that they just got some really good new players. And I don't care if Mike Clevenger went out 12 times um, and I'm not trying to, I will not make a light of that or belittle what he did in betraying his teams there, his team's team there. But the man is a human and he's also one of the best pitchers in the game. And these guys, you've seen players. Uh, I don't want to say, I guess for lack of a better word, forgive uh, peccadillos. 
of, of mm-hmm. uh, players that they didn't really like before, and then they're on their team, but and they're awesome. So, oh my gosh, now we're going to rally around them. And I'm not saying Mike Levenger did, did something, you know, uh, on the scope of something that you can't forgive or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They are going to be fine with all of this. The one biggest question is you've got pitchers now throwing to new catchers. <laughs> that, Jay, is a did, huge did anybody question. Work? That's the one thing that I would I, – I think more than the chemistry part, it would be just, you know, literally something on the field of how quickly can guys get up to speed. And, you know, we've seen pitchers before have problems with, with certain catchers. And, again, Castro's been around a long time. Now, Nola, yes. has, not, Nola, Nola has not caught a lot. Uh, he's, he's played other positions. But, you know – Again, if he if he drives in three and lets in one, I'm sure they'll uh, uh, I'm sure they'll they'll forgive him. But that that would be one thing maybe to keep an eye on as we uh, as we go forward. Now they do have a lot of veteran a lot of veteran pitchers, mm-hmm. um, and so it's, a veteran it's all, pitching coach, veteran uh, pitching coach, exactly. Um, so not a not a huge worry, but something I, I did want to bring up and just see oh, that, yeah. whether it's something that is. Anything that's been talked about, I know you have Jay Stingler coming up here in a few minutes uh, yeah. on on Zoom. Look, clearly, I, I really liked Austin Hedges, and I I valued, and I knew pitchers valued what he brought. But we've become a little bit spoiled. Not everybody is Austin Hedges. Jason Castro has a lot of similarities in terms of his defense and and what they say about him around the game uh, in terms of handling of a pitching staff. And Austin Nola converted to catcher and sort of did it on the fly right so that must mean he's fairly smart and these pitchers like you said are veteran but i will say that in talking with some players last night they basically said classic aj you know "Ah, plug and play we'll be fine (laughs) so (laughs) well let's go let's look let's look at real quick because i know you've only got a few minutes but we'll, we'll look at a lineup at this point i mean obviously hosmer is the infield is pretty much untouched. You've got Hosmer and Cronenworth and Tatis and Machado. You've still got Profar and Garcia that can play second base if you you know if you don't have Cronenworth every day. You've also in left field right now. Um, Profar seems to be the guy, I guess now. And they've and they've uh, t- and Naylor is uh, Naylor's gone. I mean, I wouldn't expect Greg Allen to get a lot of starts out there. And Profar is a switch hitter. You know, you've still got Myers and Grisham in their spots, and then you've got the two new guys to catch. I, who, am, who, am I, who am I missing? I don't know that you are, but uh, you started talking about the lineup, and I just, you know, I made a lineup last night based on who they have now. Right. And the worst on-base percentage, and I just want you to think back to some playoff, some some Padres teams of past years. The worst on-base percentage belongs to Jerickson Profar at 301. Okay, that's not a good on base percentage. Well, no, but that was their team average for about five years. Okay, you uh, I'm going to read off some on base percentages. 338, 382, 386, 337, 430, 408, 380, 373. Your batter, your 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 number eight batter tonight is probably going to have a 373 or 380 on base percentage. Uh, percentage tonight who, on the, on the San Diego Padres. Uh, you know, Will Myers or Austin Nola, maybe. You want to talk about Will Myers being in an enviable position? He is your number seven batter, your number six at best. Um, right. This lineup on paper here is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm curious what they do with Cronenworth, who's been hitting fifth, which I think was sort of an – to me it was almost just to keep Will Myers 
from going any higher in the lineup. I, I've got to think that especially against righties, you would see you would see Moreland yes. uh, into that spot. That's where I've got him. Yeah. And either Cronin and then either Myers Cronenworth or Cronenworth Myers. Uh, probably Myers because you don't want to stack. You don't want to have a three yes. three straight lefties for the for team to be able to bring in a lefty in that. They've spot. been so big maybe on Cronenworth that. goes to seven and yes, and uh, and then Nola hits eight and and Profar nine. I guess. I mean, that's. I think you know, that's, that's what that's makes pretty, the most sense. Yeah, and then you, in the bullpen, you've added you've added Trevor Rosenthal to the back three. Now I don't know if he'll. I would think Pomerantz would probably still be the guy, but I guess you can match up now and decide. Like the other day, Pomerantz came in in the eighth because it was a better time for him, and it left him without a pitcher in the ninth. Um, but if Rosenthal were without, here, perfect. Right. Perfect. So now you've got you've got Rosenthal, Pagan, and Pomerantz, uh, and Pomerantz for the uh, latter stages. You've also got Strom, uh, who's, still, who's still around. Austin Adams, when he shows up, Taylor, I don't know what happens with a guy like Taylor Williams. You know, I don't know what happens to Craig Stammen, the, you know, America's largest punching bag at the moment. So, again, a couple guys are probably going to have to go, and and whether it's Perdomo or what happens with guys like Baez and Morahone, I mean, we'll we'll see where all that goes. But I, obviously better to be talking about having too many pitchers at this point than where they usually have been, which is to not have enough. Well, what are we going to be talking about come the latter part, the last week and a half of September and the postseason in terms of where does Garrett Richards go? Yeah. Or, or, you know, I'm only going off of uh, recent performances, but where does one of their starters go? Uh, so th- that's, uh, no, as you just said, a great problem. And, and, you know, even a question at this point, like, who's your top three? I mean, if you've got Clevenger and Lamette right now, you would think would be one and two. They could have a in a three-game series you know you've got Davies Richards and Paddock to uh to choose from so I I would think it would be more of a who's throwing well at that stage of the season Uh, Jay let's not get we should mention Paddock looked great yesterday let's not get uh, ahead of ourselves Jay long way till the postseason here Jay let's not that far away Kevin I I think it starts like at four weeks from right now four weeks from tomorrow probably is the uh is probably the first game so kind of amazing I know we're not that we've just passed the halfway point and already it's almost uh, almost time for the playoffs. Um, I don't know what are we what else are we uh, missing here? I feel like oh, we've just probably a lot. Zipped, I mean, goodness through, yeah, I know the usual. I'm looking at the list of guys on here uh, on the screen. Alta Alta is another guy that I didn't even mention as a, uh, uh, a a potential bullpen piece, but all these guys obviously aren't going to be on the roster. Um, not right away um, right away like you mentioned you know there's some guys that that could go to the alternate site uh that are on the roster now or a couple of these guys um uh, i've got to figure out what the deal is with september 15th you know you got to be on the roster um you know we'll we'll, we'll see but again good problem when do, the roster, when do the rosters expand to 40 anyway isn't that uh isn't that tomorrow <laughs> This is uh, and that, by the way, that was the dumb, that was one of the dumber rules in baseball. I'm very glad to see them get rid of that. It, it allowed the game to be played completely differently in September than the uh, than the rest of the season. So even though that might be good for the Padres now to be able to have all those guys, um, much better game to uh, to keep it at 28 right now. Okay, so uh, just so you know, this is uh, yeah, we were we were we were pretty close. I can't say what it is. But we were pretty close on the lineup, pretty darn okay. close in terms of our 
uh, wanting to break up the righty lefties at the bottom. So okay. if you were paying attention, if you were listening, you know what I'm saying right now without me saying it. Okay, I got to okay. go. All right. We will uh, wish you safe travels on the way home, and we'll talk to you, I guess, on – well, I don't even know what the deal is Friday with Oakland with what's going on with the A's. So that's a whole other issue we didn't even get into today. But uh, anyway, enjoy uh, Coors Field tonight, and uh, the Padres will be in Anaheim Wednesday and Thursday. And thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.